Welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast, and I am your host, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm not going to get too much into anything because I'm so excited for the interview that I had with Drew from the Ghost Train podcast. This episode is all about him and his stories. Terrifying, left me in goosebumps. We talk about a lot of things from sleep paralysis to an entity that has been terrorizing his entire family and is still continuing to terrorize his family to this day. Drew is amazing. I really appreciate how honest and open he was about everything and just discussing it all on this podcast and being willing to come on the show too. So I really hope that you guys enjoy the episode. I'm going to play a quick promo, then we'll get into it, and I'll have a little message at the end for all of you. So see you soon. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey everyone, my name's Drew and I'm the host of the Ghost Train Podcast. The podcast that dives right into the creepy and freaky world of the paranormal. Join me every Tuesday as I take you on a spooky and fun ride full of scary ghost stories. I use my unique sense of humor and ability to laugh in terrifying situations to mask my fear of the stories being told. I'm always asking questions and trying to find answers to the unexplainable. Listen if you dare. And once you do, good luck sleeping tonight. Thank you for coming on The Haunted Ride. I have a very amazing, amazing guest. I have the host of The Ghost Train here with me today. Drew, thank you so much for coming on the show. (laughs) <laughs> Melissa, thanks for having me on your show. This is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun, so I'm ready to tell some ghost stories. Yeah, oh, sure. Well, then, hey, jump right on in. I need to know, <laughs> I need to know everything. I need every single detail. Don't leave me hanging. What is a ghost story that sticks with you that really just, like, when it happened, it just truly has stuck with you? And there's oh, yeah. just something so deep about it that's ingrained in you. Oh my God. I got the perfect story for you. <laughs> this one just like ingrained in me. And I, I tell it all the time. I've told it to pretty much anyone that starts to get to know me really well. Mm-hmm. I, I let my weirdness come out through the story. So I'm one, excited. Yeah. One night. And so I guess I'll give it a bit of a background. So I, for a time I was suffering from sleep paralysis and I didn't know what it was at the time. It was like a really weird, like, I guess, like just a thing that was going on. And I, I just was dealing with it. I didn't, I didn't really have the internet to, to look up what was going on. Like the internet existed, but I wasn't taking full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. But what was even weirder was when I was growing up, I shared a room with my younger brother and we had beds beside each other. And I started waking up and not being able to move my body. And I, I, you just had this feeling of like dread. That's the only way I can describe it. It's just like, you, you don't know what's going on. You're just like, oh my God, why can't I move my arm? I normally can. I, oh, no. I don't know what's going on. And you just have this feeling that there's something in the room with you. And it's almost like it's holding you down. And I didn't see anything at the time. But what made it even weirder 
was, and I didn't want to, so the other thing is I didn't want to tell anyone about it. Like, I was just like, uh, this is weird. I don't want to say anything, but then sharing a room with my younger brother, we were so close. I just told him about it. And he was saying that he was having the same exact thing going on. And so we were like, well, what is it? We didn't know. So we kind of made a pact and we're like, okay, well, if you're having this happen and you can't move, you can't even speak. Like, I, like, it's almost like full on paralyzed everything, right? Your vocal cords, everything, you can't talk. So I'm laying there. He, we made the pact to say, if you're in trouble, try and speak or try and get the other person's attention or wake them up somehow, any way that you can even think of. So I'd be laying there in bed and it would start to happen. And all I could muster up was kind of just like a, oh, oh, help me. oh my God. It, it, it literally feels like someone's crushing your throat. And he would get up and he would shake me. And I would do the same thing to him because he would be doing the same noises. And I would get up and I'd shake him and I'd wake him up out of it. And we'd always be like, oh my God, thank you. Thanks for doing that. And you don't know what's going on, but he just had this like really weird sensation. And it's like a, Sometimes it's kind of like a pins and needly kind of feeling, but it's throughout your entire body. And that's like the best way that I can describe the feeling to you. But it's all going on. And then it kind of went away for a while and it stopped. But there was a lot of stuff going on in my home growing up, like like just not the nicest environment to grow up in, in a lot of ways. Um, A lot of negative energy was definitely going on. And I... I did a little bit of more investigation into this whole situation, which kind of stems from my my father. And I was talking to him and he actually went through like a really weird phase when he was like a teenager where he painted his whole room black. I think it's kind of like the Rolling Stones song got to him and he just like, I'm going to paint this thing black. And he just painted his whole room black. And he said he would sleep in, in the bed and he would get sleep paralysis and he couldn't move because... He didn't know what it was at that time. Um, my dad's in his 70s now, so he's he's an older guy. And he was telling me about it. And he said that he would be laying there and then he couldn't move. And he said that one night in particular that he remembers that it's kind of ingrained in him is he was laying on his side and he couldn't roll over. He was just like stuck on his side and he couldn't move. And the only thing, because he, he, he was like, oh, someone's holding me here. He's like, get the hell off me. But my dad was like kind of a bit of a, a tough guy to... <laughs> degree and he rolled over and he, he said he just used all of his force and he was like get off and he was actually able to talk and when he rolled over and moved his arm he saw this thing fly across the room like some kind of a light anomaly to go and out towards the door and he was like what the hell was that so part of me feels that Whatever he was doing, maybe he hasn't told me the full story, but I think that he is actually kind of like the vessel or the person that is um, caused a lot of this. I'm not trying to blame him for it, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he is the person that is um, responsible in some sort of way. I've also looked into it in other ways and I've read things about blood curses. Could be something as well that I've been kind of getting more information on if your listeners know anything about that like blood curses or anything i'd love to learn more about it and if they could let me know great but i think that that could also be a possibility because it did 
stem down and and I feel, and I'll get into this a, a little bit more. I feel like there's a lot more going on than what I know. So as all this is going on and I'm a teenager at the time, I came home from a long ride. I just dropped um, a girlfriend off at her summer camp. And when I got back home to my parents' house, they were gone on summer vacation. And, and it was just me and my older brother in the house that night. And he had actually invited one of his friends over. And the two of them were just uh, like hanging out and probably doing a bit of drinking in the basement and mm-hmm. playing video games and doing whatever teenagers do at that at that age, right? I would come home and I, would, I went straight to bed. But instead of going into my bed, I went to my parents' bed because it's much bigger, nicer, and why not, right? They're not there. Might as well enjoy it, right? <laughs> I go in the bed and I lay down and I'm not even asleep yet. I laid down and I look up and at their doorway and there's a silhouette of a woman standing there. Oh and I God. said, and I thought for whatever reason, I thought I couldn't comprehend, like my brain just wasn't working. I was like, who the hell is that there? And what are they doing there? So I was like, what are you doing here? I thought it was my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be at camp. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, she was right beside me. Oh no. I couldn't move. And she whispered in my ear, everything's going to be all right. And at that moment, my body froze. And I was like, like right into the sleep paralysis. So as I'm frozen and I can't move, I look up above me and there's the lady floating above me with her hair is like this long, long hair floating oh, in, no. in the air. And she had this tattered white dress on oh, and she's just standing like floating over me, looking down at me. I can't see her face. She's darker than the night. Like it's, it's weird. Like the room had like a glow to it. I can't. I don't know how to describe it. It was almost like a blue light in the room. And she was like this black, freaky looking creature floating above me in this white dress. And I can't move and I don't know what to do. I'm trying to lift my arm up. And every time I lift my arm up, it it drops back down to the bed with like a force that's like holding me there. I keep trying to lift my arms up and I can't, can't do anything. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do. And I start thinking in my head, I'm like, what the hell do I do? I'm not religious, but the only thing I could think to do was start saying some sort of a prayer, but I don't know any prayer. So all I'm doing is saying, Lord Jesus Christ, please save me. Lord Jesus Christ, please help me. I need your help right now. Lord Jesus Christ, please help me. And I know that, that that's kind of like, okay, well, that's the the epitome of like a scoundrel or, or someone that like you're, you're on, you're on death row and you're asking for the Lord's help. And like, what do you expect? Do you think he's going to come help you now? Well, it, it, it worked. Like all of a sudden I, I got the power to overpower it and shove it away. And I like pushed it away, get off me, boom, gone. And I'm sitting up in my parents' bed. It's pitch black. And I just start screaming for my brother. I'm like, Sean, Sean, get in here. And he's down in the basement. He comes flying up. He thinks that someone's like broken into the house or something's going on. And he comes in the room, him and his friend are like ready to to throw down and, and start punching people. And he's like, what's going on? And he's turned the light on. And I'm just like, I, I don't even know. I got to get out of here. And he's like, what? And I just 
grabbed my my stuff and I just went downstairs and I slept on the floor as they were playing video games and I was trying to explain it to them and they thought I was crazy. But then after I was like talking to them so much and then I guess I just convinced them that it was actually happening and they all stayed down there with me as well. They were like, oh, we're not going anywhere else. We're staying down here too. We don't want anything to do with that. So that is like what terrified me. And it's now it doesn't terrify me. It intrigues me and I want to know what that was. So terrified me, I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god. It was like the freakiest stuff, Melissa. I'm telling you, it was like insane. So then later on in, in life, I moved out of that house and I went to another home that was actually after I moved in, it was actually known to have shadow people and shadow figures like lurking in the upstairs hallways. I didn't know that. Actually, I had a the girls that that lived there before me are family friends, and I, I talk to them frequently all the time. Still at family functions and things like that, and they always ask me like, "Dude, oh, did you ever see the man with the top hat?" And I'm like, "No, I, I never saw him." But they were like, "Oh, I, we saw him all the time. He's always there, just in the hallway. He's just like a shadowy guy." And I'm like, "Okay, that's never happened to me." But the sleep paralysis had kind of stopped at that point for me. And then when I moved into that house, it started again. And I never saw anything again, but I, I just kept having it happen. And again, like other times, like my brother would come running in and when he would he would wake me up because we were living in, in this house together. And then all of a sudden, I just thought, you know, what worked the first time was me calling out to God. And again, I'm not religious, but and I don't own like I don't have a Bible. I know, my, but my mom is very religious. So. I went over to their house and I asked my mom, like, oh, do you have any um, any kind of a Bible that I could use and, and bring over to the house? I'm, I'm, I'm very open with with her. I'm, and she's actually been on my show a few times and she's she has a bunch of paranormal stories of her own. And they're honestly amazing. You should check them out if you are uh, going to go check out the ghost train. But so she's like, yeah, yeah, go upstairs, go to the bookshelf and pick out anyone you want. So I went upstairs and I. I saw this, I'm like going through and I see this one that's a Holy Bible and it's a white leather Holy Bible. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I'm into like 80s metal stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, white leather. Like that's, that's awesome. Right. So I, I grab it, I pull it out and it's got like gold writing on it, like Holy Bible. And it also has like a zipper that goes all the way around it. And it has like a ball on the end of the zipper that I believe it was like the world. Like it was like a, a globe on the end of it. So I opened it up, like unzip it. And I, as I open up the Bible, a piece of paper drops out of it. And I was like, huh, that's weird. So I bend down and I pick up the piece of paper and it's like a card. It's like almost like a business card kind of feel to it. Like I look at it, I'm like, huh, what is this? And it has my name on it. Huh? It says, it has my birthday on it as well. I'm like, that's weird. And then it has like my dad's signature. And what it was was I guess when babies are born, mm -hmm. you would get like a card to the viewing and it would say like the baby, your baby is in this position. It's so that you like, you know, when you're looking through the glass and you could think of the movies back when they would go and look at the babies through the glass. That's what it was. It was like my dad going to the hospital and getting this card and he was using it as a bookmark. So I took that as a clear sign that this was definitely for me to use. So I took it and I asked my mom, like, I'm, I'm going to take this one. She's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. So I take it and I slept with it under my pillow 
for maybe two years. Nothing ever happened while I had that there. And as I left that house to move in with my now wife, I was like, I don't think I need this anymore. So I took it and I opened up one of the, in my room, I had like a cupboard that was like above my closet. So I opened that up. I just literally chucked it to the back and I'm like, no one's ever going to find this. It's almost like an attic space. Right. So I just whipped it in there. And for whatever reason, I was like, I feel like I felt like I had to do that. And I had to leave it in this house. So I did it and I left it there and I was like, okay, I'm done with it. And I never had another issue with sleep paralysis until I've still had certain things happen, but they're not as malicious as what that was. I think that that was just something that was like really attached to my dad and was trying to attach itself to me. And I don't think that it was actually able to fully attach itself to me because of the precautions that I took and things that I was able to find out and things that I was able to say, like I would wake up and I would kind of say like the things that you were known to say, like, I was like, you're not allowed to be here mm-hmm. you need to leave, and you, you are not, you do not have any permission to be ever around me or talking to me or trying to touch me or anything like that. So I definitely took that stuff and I used it to my best ability. And I was definitely found that it worked for me, but here's something that is the weirdest thing that is I like it's unexplainable to me. Okay. Cause this, this Bible is unforgettable. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I know if I saw it, I would know it. And it's, it's the one. And I threw it in this, in this house. And then we, the, the house was sold to a, a different, different people. And I know that no one ever found that thing. I went over to my parents' house. This was probably a month ago. Their house was broken into and the, the person smashed the window, came in, stole a bunch of jewelry. Unfortunately, the stuff oh was taken. But what I found was the Bible. I'm sorry? I found the Bible <laughs> in my parents' house. What? And it had the same card in it. I swear on my life. I have no idea how it got there. Oh, I'm going to need a second for this. <laughs> I, have no idea. I, I have no explanation for it. So... If your audience has any idea what that's about, I don't. I have no clue. Did this person break in my house and just throw the thing in there? Or did it, like, it doesn't make any sense. So, okay, so I have, I have theories. Is there a reason that I need this particular Bible again for something that's going to be coming up? And it's like re-showing up in my life, but I have no real explanation for it. Whew. Okay, I have some theories. I have, okay. I have a couple of theories for you. So your sleep paralysis thing clearly sounds like a spirit. Sounds like it's kind of... I wonder if your mom has ever had any experiences or if it just seems to... She has. She's but, had tons. But with, with this, this, with this entity, entity or, or like, like with, with something, something else? She has never told me about any kind of negative ghost experiences. Hers are always okay. positive to, I guess say that she has had a negative stuff I I can't really think of anything off the top of my head well okay so my theory is that it for some reason was attached to your dad Mm -hmm. and then as he got older and if your mom has had a bunch of positive experiences that could mean like a couple different things but normally like 
So when you, you can call it like a light or your aura or whatever you want to call it. But basically like, you know, everybody has like an, an energetic field. And so they say that people who have a ton of experiences, while I don't like labels, will just put one on them. If they've had, if they can talk to ghosts or medium, if they receive information, they're psychic basically is how it works or an intuitive or whatever you want to call them. So they say that people who have a very strong electromagnetic field around them, or it shines very brightly, if it's a light or whatever you want to call it, basically it's just a little stronger than other people, that things are attracted to that. So then they'll come be with that space. They want to investigate it. They're curious. Yes. So if your mom has had mostly positive ones, it almost sort of makes me feel like she just has really like pure energy. And so then if anything like negative really wanted to come to her, it just like kind of can't. And so that would be really interesting to me. So my theory is, and I, I don't know if it's right, but my theory is that because she's so, her light is so bright and so pure, that it can't really mess with your dad is like the way it wants to. So it said, all right, well, if I can't get him, I'll get the boys, which would be you and your brother. This is, so Melissa, this is exactly what I think happened is what you're saying, because so I think over the years, it was like breaking down my dad to a degree. And mm. then it, it was like, okay, we, I've broken him down to the point where he's, no longer useful to me. I need to start making my way to, like you said, the boys. And it was taking its pick at uh, which one of us it could actually, um, I guess, penetrate. Mm-hmm. I think it tried to get me first, but it was unsuccessful because I fought back. Mm-hmm. But my younger brother is actually dealing with cancer now. And I feel oh, no. he, so he's in his 30s and he's, dealing with that and i feel that this is i'm not i don't know if it if it's the wrong way to go about saying this but um i feel that it actually has somehow caused this because there's no real oh. explanation to why this has happened it's like all over his body and i feel like it it just the negativity is like engulfed him to a degree well i mean what is it that they say in all like haunting shows if you can be broken down, if you can be made sick, if something like that, it is so much easier oh, you're to weaker. toy with you and mess with you because you are weaker. And cancer in itself, if you ever like talk to like a Reiki healer or someone who's a shaman or anybody who does healing, they will tell you cancer looks dark. Like mm. it looks dark around the area. And as it progresses, it looks a little bit darker. Now, sometimes it can have like different colored hues and things like that, depending on whatever but it looks dark on the person Mm. and it kind of looks like a shade on like their their aura and so that wouldn't surprise me what and it also wouldn't surprise me that it would try so hard for your younger brother specifically for the fact that he's younger like the younger you are i gotta even i got a a bit more of a kicker to this story now so i've talk to him about it and we he's i've tried to get him on my show but he's very um shy and he doesn't want to be on but he's got some really scary stuff going on in his house right now that Mm -hmm. is very similar to some of the things that we were dealing with and he has two younger daughters and one of them is just starting kindergarten and she sees an old lady staring at 
staring at her at night and standing Fuck, in the door. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. So uh. she, she doesn't like to sleep in her bed. She curls up with mom and dad and she says, they're like, why won't you sleep in your bed? And she's like, because of the scary old lady. And she's like crying about her and this and that. So they just take her and they bring her in the bed because they're both like, oh, my God. And they've actually seen things on their um, cameras that they have in the, the kids' rooms moving around. Oh. The new house that they've moved into, actually in the basement area, he's gone down there and his wife's gone down there. That's where the laundry is. It's unfinished. They smell like rotting flesh, they say. They, like oh, Just fuck. like a gross smell. And it's there, but then it'll go away. So they're just like weirded out by it. And a couple, I guess like maybe like a, a few months ago, when they had moved into this place, his, his fiance was getting up and she was going to the kitchen area and they're like, they're like laughing. They're watching a movie on, on the TV or whatever. And as she gets up to, to get a, a drink of water or maybe go to the washroom, she walks by the kitchen area and one of the chairs just flies at her, like slides across the floor. And she's mm. like, what the hell? And they called me right away and they're like, what does this mean? I was like, start recording on your phone right now and telling it, tell it to get out. And it's not allowed to be there. So they were they were doing that and I brought them over some sage to burn and, and things like that. And they've been trying to get rid of this evil. They need something stronger than that. I was going to say that I don't know what else they can do. So when you first started talking to me about the sleep paralysis, I was actually going to tell you a funny story because I I would be so scared of ever having that happen to me. I would never sleep on my back. Because, because I always, I always felt, felt like, like that, that was where, where I was the most vulnerable, was yeah. I was on my back. And my concern was that it was always going to be, and this is like a really common term for it, is the old hag. Yeah. When you were talking to me about when you said that you saw that thing in the doorway, I was like, it's the old hag. Yeah. But then when you said she's sort of like your girlfriend, I was like, can the old hag shape shift now? Because she looks old. So. <laughs> so when the whole everything is all right thing, I think that she just said that to you to try to be like... To relax me. Oh, yes. Like, let me in. Like, yeah. let, like just, just let me do what I want. Like, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like at some point, whether your brother meant to or not, he did let it in. Yeah. Um, he was definitely... He, was called, he calls himself the black sheep of the family. Like, we don't call him that he calls himself that he's just like he's always been kind of like getting into trouble um different things going on and he started to change now obviously getting older and having children makes you do that so mm -hmm. but part of me is like maybe it was just a bit too late yeah i and i also wonder do you feel like at all any of that behavior might be from something that was caused in the house or from the experience at all oh, like 100%. did his behavior change that much Yes. Yeah. It drastically changed yeah. um, during that time. Yeah. So you know what that means that is attached to him, right? But how do you get it unattached to him? That house needs the cleansing. He needs the cleansing. And now the, the girls are going to need one too. Because clearly, like, if it's in your... I don't... Okay. So technically speaking, the definition for what you would be dealing with would be an entity or spirit. Because ghosts don't have the power to travel, and ghosts mm -hmm. are human. This clearly is not. The old hag story is as old as can be, mm -hmm. and it's not human at all. 
And if it's traveling, it's traveling through your bloodline because you have a link. Like, and I, fuck. It's actually really good that we're talking about it right now because I'm sure that it's going to get worse the closer we get to October for him and his and your family, really, on his side. Um, because so in spiritual terms, um, like this is kind of like what people would call shadow season. So basically what that means is like, this is a time when like your insecurities, your fears really come up to like the forefront and what it's for you to do is for you to acknowledge them, Mm -hmm. which yeah, technically you can acknowledge and be like, Hey, you know what? I really don't like when I think like that. So I need to stop. But if you have an attached spirit, that's going to want you to think that way. Mm. That's going to make it a lot easier for them to. Um, yes. And that's going to be what they want to do. Right. Now, so that's the beginning. The other part is, you know, they say Halloween and um, All Hallows Eve, like in, in the Day of the Dead and all of that. Those are very real cultural holidays. And you also have, I mean, if you're Wiccan or a witch or whatever, like you can call it whatever you want. But that period of time that wheat is very charged with energy. And so additionally, like, it's kind of like the one time where like we, like, I love Halloween, but, but we like celebrate the paranormal. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. And if you have something that loves to be with you and now you're celebrating the paranormal and clearly this thing can change shape. What do you think it's going to look like? It doesn't have to look like an old hack. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to. Like, it can do whatever it wants. And the fact that you guys were smelling, like, rotten. Oh, no. That- I never did. I never did. But they, they were claiming that there was, like, weird smells coming from the basement when they would go down there. And then and they that's would never go- a good sign. That's yeah, obviously. Sign. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, I've seen The Conjuring. I know these things. <laughs> 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 well, they, I mean, I don't know if they have a, like, if they're religious at all. Um, they are not, no. Okay, so that's okay. It's a little difficult, but there's a couple, like, little things they can do to cleanse themselves. But the thing is, like, it's not just themselves. Like, they're going to have to cleanse every part of the house. And I, especially with your brother having cancer and battling that, like, it's going to be so easy for this thing to come back on top of him. Like, it really needs to start with him. Like, like mm-hmm. he needs to really get in tune with how I'm trying, I'm trying to find a, a good way to say this because it concerns me that the, the girls are seeing something too. Like in, in all honesty, it just really concerns me that they're seeing something. So, so far it's only his one daughter. The other daughter's not even old enough to, to speak really, or communicate in that way. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, his one daughter is able to say like, there's a lady standing there and she's scaring me. And he's yeah. like, okay, come with me now. And you're coming into my bed because I don't see anyone there, but uh, I believe you. You know what I mean? Which is good. But that means if the one can see it and the other one's younger, that one probably sees it too. Because kids don't know how to shut that off. Mm. Like they don't, they won't know how to shut that off until somebody tells them to shut it off. That's why, That's why they're, they're so susceptible to the paranormal. So if she, like my concern is like she clearly like really deeply has her claws in your brother. Mm-hmm. And oh, definitely, definitely. She can't then turn around and have her cause in your nieces too. Like that's not going to be good, and that's going to cause them a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. So he really just like needs like a full body cleanse. If he's not spiritual or not not religious, that's okay. Like there are 
even going to see like a Reiki healer, because like a Reiki healer isn't going to, I mean, they could be specialized in it, but unless they're specialized in it, they're not going to come cleanse your whole house, but they can sit there and be like, you've got some dark stuff going on here, here, and here, and let me help you with that. Let me like help you balance it out. And that might give him some strength to be a little bit better about fighting back with it. Or like, I know you talk about how he doesn't refer to himself as black sheep anymore. Well, that should show that he is fighting back with it right there too, because a lot of times. Oh no, he still does. He still refers to himself as Yes. Okay. Well, he needs to stop. But he's not. (laughs) I don't see that he, I don't see him as that anymore, but he definitely, he still sees himself as that in the family. For sure. Yeah, and that'll that only is gonna make it worse for him. Yeah. Because it's like you're it's you're it's accepting like, it. Yes. It's like it's almost like you're like like you're depressed and this thing is is just going, Well, thank you for giving me a wide ass door for me to walk into and walking right. in with its head held high because it isn't you're not shedding it. Like he has to find something for him that works. And he like, and it sounds like it's also internal too, because even like if he gets his entity to go away and it's not attached to him anymore, he's still going to have a hole there that he needs to figure out himself and figure out everything that he's gone through and be able to like accept that, oh shit, like this is what happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be really hard. And to also, while accepting that, still not revert back to those habits because just some. It's kind of like when they talk about when um, they remove an entity and they're like, look, hey, don't talk about this again or else it'll come back. It clearly is also somewhat affecting his behavior and manipulating him. And so he has to see himself as more than what he sees himself right now. He can't see himself as a black sheep. Like he needs to take his like negative or dark or oppressive thoughts himself that are on himself and turn them into positive ones. So if he sees himself as a black sheep, hey, you know what? Turn around and say, I might be the black sheep, but I'm the best one there is. And I'm proud of that. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to, the black sheep, you know, we, we kind of all see it as like this negative term, but if you, ter- if you take something and you remove the negativity from it, it doesn't matter what it is that you're saying. If you remove that negativity, you are now putting that in a positive light. So if he wants to feel that way, that's fine. But he can turn around and say, you know what? Fine. I might be the black sheep, but I'm happy about that. I'm proud about it. I'm happy that I'm different. I'm happy at the choices I've made. And say that. And as you, like, that in its own way is, like, building up you. And, like, Mm -hmm. building up, like, finding, making you find fulfillment in yourself and making you feel comfortable with yourself and confident in yourself. And I think right now, he doesn't really sound like he has any footing to have any authority with this thing. Because if he turns around and goes, you know, get the fuck out of my house, he's still, he he can say it all he wants to, but he doesn't really believe it because he doesn't have any authority for himself. Mm. So, I mean, someone can do a cleansing. It can't, I I don't think it can be him. Someone has to do it for him. um, For him to benefit from it the best. No, it doesn't have to be a priest. It can be. A psychic can be a medium, it could be a whatever the hell it has to be, who whoever it is who a shaman would be great for this, to be honest with you. I don't I don't know where he lives, but shaman would be great. A Reiki healer could be good, but a Reiki that would mean that it's more like him helping him find his ground. So mm-hmm. then he can have the authority to be like, this thing can't be here. But no matter what it is, like he has he would have to do it early enough. 
that it doesn't go after your nieces. Because yeah. that sounds like what that's just what it's going to jump ship. Like it's just going to be like, all right, bye. Here's my next yeah. one. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm feeling that it's going to it's starting to do. How it's broken him down so much. It's like, okay, you're almost done to me. I'm going to go on to the next one kind of idea. So it definitely worries me. And I appreciate those words. It's the main thing that I find is it's hard to, to convince him to go do these things. I have told him a lot of these things already, and it's really difficult to, to get him to actually go do it. And I don't want to be the one to have to go do it for him because I feel like it has to be him that wants it. So um, it's, it's a hard kind of battle between the, the two of us. Cause he, he wants to get rid of it. He tells me that, but then when it comes, push comes to shove, he's like, mm-hmm. eh, I'm too lazy. He's too tired. He, yeah. I, he's too tired. I'm too anything to go do it. Yeah. Have you ever tried like saying to him, like, look, I know that you want to get rid of this thing. If I just literally come pick you up and I take care of everything for you, will you come? And just see if he'll say yes to that. So he doesn't, he doesn't have to be in like, I mean, I know that's a big task to take on, obviously, but like, he doesn't have to be in the preparations for it. So then now, now he's just, now it's literally just his will, like his will, you know, in the same shape that you're saying, yes, I want to get rid of this thing. Okay. If I give you, if I literally give you everything that you need, if I physically take you to who you need to speak with, are you willing to come with me for you, for your family, for your children, for your household to have some Mm -hmm. peace? Are you willing to come with me? And if he can say yes to that, then there you go. Yeah, you're right. I gotta guess take the reins a bit more. I don't, I don't think he has it in him. Like, and I'm sure like if that thing isn't there with him, I'm sure he'll be a completely different person. I'm sure he'll have his mojo back where he feels. And I'm sure his health problems will get better, you know, but it's, it's all about at this point, it's all like a timing thing though. Mm-hmm. It's all it's that, that's the, that's like the biggest concern is time. And I'm sure that, you know, that whole hurry is there's no better time in the present. <laughs> you need yeah. to really think about that because I mean, even just for like, and I hate to put it this way, but for his children's sanity so that they're not afraid or they're not screaming and crying because, you know, just because your niece is saying, hey, this woman is standing in, in this room, you know, whatever happens if she stops talking about it one day, then you don't know what's going on with her. Yeah, you're right. It's it's honestly, it's terrifying to think of, right? So, oh my God. Yeah. That fucking that's, bitch. That's, that's, that's my ghost story for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a long one, but uh, I hope your listeners enjoyed it. I still have goosebumps from it. (laughs) My whole body broke out of goosebumps. I was over here trying to, I muted the microphones. I could try to warm myself up. (laughs) I don't like this at all. Yeah, no kidding. As I always like to say on on the show, I would tell that ghost to get the fuck out. No, for real. I would have told that ghost you need to get the fuck out right now. <laughs> oh, oh, this is this is even this is actually good. This is actually good. I forgot to mention this part of the story. My brother's two daughters were sitting on the porch and they were they really wanted to wait for my wife to show up to the house to help me babysit them. And mm-hmm. I I was got them sitting down. They were sitting down at the front waiting for her and they were saying that they wanted freezies. 
So I said, okay, you two girls wait here. I'm going to go into the house and grab you your freezies and bring them back. So I unlock the house. And as I walk in, there's like a long hallway down towards the kitchen area. As I step in the house and I start walking down the hallway, I hear toy like light up and it says, I want to play with you. And nope. I immediately, I was like, no, I don't want to play with you. You, I don't want anything to do with you. You need to get out of the house now and leave and do not bother me or anyone in this house. And I actually challenged it, which maybe is not a good thing, but I, I, I said, let me just try and remember exactly what I said. I said, I'm not afraid of you and you may not be afraid of me either, but by the end of tonight, you are going to be afraid of me. And then I opened up the freezer cut the freezy, walked outside, gave them to the girls, and we sat there and waited for my wife to show up. My wife then showed up, and the girls were all happy, and they're like, yay, yay, and they walk inside, and they walk down, and they sit in they sit in the living room, which is around where the toys are, and my wife walks in behind them, and as she gets to the TV area and passes the toy, the toy lights up again and says, I want to play with you, and she yep. was freaked out, not going to lie, she, she told me she was terrified, but and she's married to me she knows better and she says no i don't want to play with you you need to leave me alone you have no power over me and you have no power over anyone in this house and i'm like that's damn right that's my wife right there she knows <laughs> what I'm doing. so um i took i walked over and i actually tested it because i was like maybe it's because we're walking by or walking around and maybe making like a rumbly kind of thing and that's what's setting off the toy so i like literally jumped up and down and by the toy, I picked up the toy and shook it. Nothing happened. So I took it and I threw it in the garbage in the in the garage. And I closed the door and locked the door. And I was like, no, nope, not dealing with that today. Because I had to actually I was sleeping over at their house as I was babysitting. Oh. So I was like, I'm not uh, dealing with anything like that tonight. So put it in there and that can go to the to the curb in the morning kind of thing. And nothing else happened that night, but I just thought it was kind of just an interesting kind of thing that also happened to me in that same haunted house that he's now living in. Nope. I don't yeah. I don't like toys that talk to you. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> I don't like teapot. It was like a teapot kind of toy. I don't know. It wasn't like from Beauty and the Beast, but it kind of had that kind of same look to it. I guess like the knockoff version of that kind of idea. But, so uh, so I love tea and I love teapots and tea kettles and all of that stuff. I literally have a collection of mugs. But if any of them could talk to me, that shit would be in the trash. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, no kidding, right? Not at Get all. It. Not even going to give it a chance. <laughs> no. I don't want anything to do with that. Nope. Oh my god! Yeah, and if anyone ever listens to my show, they know how much I'm like scared of like dolls, little kids that are spirits and things like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, I can't do that. So get rid of it, garbage that. See you later. Yeah. Nope. Nope. No. 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 I think. I think. I. I think we really need to like term the phrase "get the fuck out." Yeah. Put it. Put it on a toy. <laughs> There you go. You oh, can just, you can just put GTFO, put it on a toy. No child will know what it means. And <laughs> if you ever have something like that happen, you can just hold up this little teddy bear you and say, you see this? You need to do it right now. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You're just... done. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, oh, God. Well, now that you've terrified me, given me goosebumps and... Made me angry at your ghost. Uh, well, at your at your your, your brother's ghost now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, Who gives these backsies, right? 
Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> um, so you, we, we never, we told everybody like the name of your podcast, where they can find it. You got to tell everybody so they know. Yeah. So I run the podcast, the ghost train podcast. You can find me basically on any platform that you listen to your podcasts, but, uh, yeah, you can listen to me. Let me know what you think. Send me messages. I'm on Instagram. Uh, at Ghost Train Podcasts, and that's usually where I'm kind of living most of my uh, podcast life when I'm not actually recording. I'm mainly on Instagram, but I am on Facebook too. You can search me, um, just type in Ghost Train Podcast, and I'll pop up. And I'm also on Twitter, but again, I'm not as uh, active on Twitter. But uh, and that's at Ghost Train PC. Yeah, and just shoot me a message, tell me a paranormal story. I'm always all ears to hear that stuff, and I love to share my own. So uh, come on over, jump on board my train, and uh, when you're not listening to The Haunted Ride. All right, guys. Well, Drew, thank you so much again for being on the show and spending so much time with me today. It's been a blast. Um, I have gone through numerous emotions during our conversation. (laughs) As have I. Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, it has. It definitely has, but it's been been a delight. Um, You were great, so thank you again so much for coming on. And um, you have yourself an amazing day. You as well. Good luck sleeping tonight. (laughs) Oh, I will. I will. (laughs) Because you know what? I'm not going to let that motherfucking ghost get me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Melissa. And we are back. I hope you love the interview. I really, really loved it. I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of concerns (laughs) because we had some stuff going on here that wasn't happening before, but don't worry, all is fine. That's what episode 47 was about. So uh, again, to Drew, thank you so much for coming on the show. And also, if you guys would like to listen to his podcast, he's in the promo and he does share where his show is too, but his show's also in the show notes. And so we actually did a crossover episode. This is my part and my portion of the episode, but he has his own on his show as well. Do like head over and listen to that and just hear what we had to talk about. It's always really great to have another paranormal podcast that you can talk to and sort of find out why do they do what they do and what got them into the paranormal? Why is the subject so important to them? We also have some business to take care of. I have a very special shout out and thank you to Carol Phillips, our latest Patreon member. Carol, thank you so much for becoming a patron. I really appreciate it. We're going to be doing the first post of the audio drama release soon. So I'm very, very excited. Um, Also nervous, but excited. So just thank you to everybody who supports this podcast. Honestly, like I honestly can't thank you guys enough. I really can't. And the last thing that we have to talk about is what I learned this week. So this is going to be really interesting because... I've been talking a lot about, I even mentioned it in this episode, how I talk about shadow season and how this is a period of time where you really got to look at yourself and see what you've overcome and what you still need to overcome and let it like bring you forward in life and bring you, just sort of help you ascend in your journey and, and who you are in your character and your behavior. I was really dealing with some anger. <laughs> Every time I feel anger, I keep remembering something one of my guides said about it being about power being in my pain. And I even shared that with you guys too. But I found now that 
the power that I felt in my pain has also assisted me in not feeling pain. Not in like a, I'm emotionalist or, you know, I don't feel anything or an apathetic sort of way. No, not that. But it's almost like a, I pick and choose now what honestly really affects me. Something can still bother me without making me angry. Something can still bother me without cutting me so deeply. And I think that's what it is. I think that things don't touch me the way they used to. They don't affect me the way they used to. It's like I've kind of built up this bubble around myself, even emotionally, even when someone is attacking me with such strong anger and hateful words that normally it would hurt because that person matters to me. But now I just look at them and I'm like, you're not worth it. You're just not. Because I'm not going to let you bring me out of the character and the place I want to be right now. Right now, I want to be calm and I want to be peaceful. And if you want to take a situation and watch it blow up and scatter the ashes with your hands, I'm not going to allow you to use me as the dynamite for that. No, you can blow up on your own if that's what you want to do. But I'm going to continue having my happy little merry day and I'm going to dance and walk around in the street and sing at the top of my lungs. And I'm going to be happy because at the end of this, all I feel for you is I feel bad for you. I feel bad that you can't you can't heal. And I think that's where it's coming back and coming around for me is healing. What I hope that I can share with all of you guys is there is a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how much pain you've gone through or hurt or abuse or depression or sadness or anything, anything at all, there is a light there. And if you can just hold on just a little bit longer, you'll find that light and you'll be able to grasp it so strongly that no matter what you feel, it will always still be right there in you. Take care, be safe, love yourselves and love others. And as we always like to say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.